Hey everyone! Hi! Welcome! Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Um, this is Charles and Chelsea. This is Beyond the Bell, and we are here Beyond for AEW the Revolution, Bell. the pay-per-view. I want to say again, thank you so much to Rose for everything she's yes. done. Sending love to Rose. I fucking love her so much. Yeah, this was, uh, and I'll say that this was a very interesting pay-per-view because we came off the first week. Um, the entire time we've been doing this, probably even before that, that I actually thought AEW had better women's wrestling than NXT. Well, that's a huge statement. Um, but it's, we didn't really see very much from NXT. But that's exactly the thing. It's just yeah. like the 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 tag match was a giant disappointment. Well, I think that it's all. And, I mean, we were fucking robbed. We were fucked over, and Adam Pearce yeah. doesn't give a fuck. And then it was. And then it was Aaliyah versus Ember Moon. Well, we got Shotzi. <laughs> like, we got, that's the saving grace. That's where I but was Shotzi, like... You know what? Now that I think about it, I'm thinking maybe a, maybe maybe NXT where like everyone's going to be watching the Shaq match because it's Shaq. So why don't we just kind of take it easy this week? I mean, that very, mel- very well may yeah. have been what happened. Because, because yeah, because then it would be like, because no one's going to... Wa- if we put on a great match, no one's going to be watching it because they'll be watching Shaq. Yeah, which was still so, just like, I was warned by Charles, as I've said before, thank God, but I still was just like, what the fuck? I almost just like felt bad for the dude to an extent, because he didn't know he was blocking <laughs> the camera, and also just like with apparently whatever his short training period was, that like, when he went through the tables, I thought he was dead, and I was like, don't kill my idol. Like, this is like <laughs> Kobe Bryant all over again. Rest in peace. Like, it, it made me feel really, really sad and worried. But we haven't heard anything in the news, so we assume he's fine. But... Yeah, I, I, I don't think that that uh, going through the table uh, did anything negative to him. I hope not, um, but he's an old man now. And I'm like, he's going to wrestling? What? Yeah, so... Uh, we're going to talk about AEW uh, Revolution 2021. Um, and no, we're not going to talk about the, the uh, dud exploding ring match. No, we're not. Uh, which just was embarrassing. And, That's um, like really, a guys. fucking a small town in, middle, in the middle of America could do better at their 4th of July parade. Yeah, no, it was it was like Gilbert's like fucking, you know, uh, sparklers. Uh, so uh, we will will, you know, we're only going to talk about the women's matches. But, uh, you know, so I'll just say someone should honestly be fired for how embarrassing that that quote unquote explosion was a- at the end of the match. A-W. So no one will get yeah. fired. No one will. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so let's talk about the first match, which was uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, Doctor of uh, I, Dental I also uh, want to mention that I've never really paid attention to before. Maybe it's because I haven't been gifted the opportunity to notice her intro, like what is shown on the screen of her open wide thing. How much mm-hmm. I loved that. How much that brought me so much joy that she did that. And of course, because I haven't been present for a while, I didn't know that what's her name? Rebel? Yeah. That I she think. was attacked <laughs> by Nyla Rose and wasn't able to fight. Um and she was she, so I love that Britt Baker was just like Oh, the doctor's note that I gave was not enough, even though I signed it Dr. Britt Baker DMD, like, that it wasn't enough. And I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking dentist. 
Well, that's like there's this woman who um uh has been was giving people shit at retail. Like she tried to go to a Starbucks without a mask on, and she's like, "I have a note from my chiropractor that says I don't have to wear a mask." And I'm like, "From what? From your chiropractor? From your chiropractor? No, exactly. <laughs> your chiropractor? Like I've known dozens of people who have actual like diseases where it hinders their ability to breathe." To wear a mask. And guess what? They've all worn a mask. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee you none of them went to a fucking chiropractor. <laughs> it's, it's really hilarious. It's really hilarious. <laughs> that's like that's like going to like a fucking like plumber about like your car. <laughs> no, exactly. You know? Can you fix my exhaust? <laughs> well, I'm a plumber. And fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she, um, because she's just, a, I wish I knew her name so I could shame her, but, um, I don't, but, um, she was posting people's, uh, the faces of employees who told her that, um, she couldn't come into Starbucks because she refused to wear a mask, even though she had a doctor's note from her chiropractor. I definitely read about this in, like, BuzzFeed or The Post or something. Yeah, yeah, and so people, uh, made a GoFundMe for that employee, and he got, like, $104,000 or something. Fuck yeah. And now she's suing the guy who started the GoFundMe, demand- saying she demands half the money. Fuck off, lady. <laughs> Fuck like, off, lady. I really wish I knew her name so I could just point out this person and say you are a piece of garbage. But I think that we like, respect um, Dr. Britt Baker DMD yes. like, more DMD, than we respect yes. this woman. Absolutely. So she's, I hope. she's really upset about <laughs> all of this shit. I think, I was going to say, I think I respect Lana more than I respect that woman. Oh, well, I <laughs> hope so. I hope so. I yeah. envision this woman to be Vicky Guerrero. Like... <laughs> Like, that's what I think about when I think about this woman. Because, like I said in our last podcast, that, like, I'd rather Robert Stone than Vicky any day. Yeah. But so then Britt Baker is just like, oh, well, luckily enough, Tony Khan was there and the Jaguars fucking doctor agreed about all of this. So Rebel comes out and she has a crutch. And there's someone who within the past year was on crutches for four months. She wasn't on crutches. Like, so what the fuck is it? Is she pregnant? Was Oscar there? Like... No, no. She... Well, it's the whole joke is that she's pretending to be injured so she doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah, but, like... What? I mean, you saw her later on run to the ring, and then remember she had to wear, walk on her crutches. Oh, well, yeah, crutches. no, I get the whole gimmick of it, but I'm like, don't, yeah. like, don't fuck with people who are on crutches, because I had to do it for four months of 2020, so fuck you. Like, that's just <laughs> incredibly... I, I remember when she came out, I was like, oh, is someone at crutches? And I was like, she's not walking right for someone who has crutches. <laughs> Even if it's one crutch. I was so fucking pissed off about it. So, so Britt Baker announces that she has a substitute, and her substitute is the goddess of piss and love, which she didn't introduce her as, but she should have, Maki Ito. So, Maki Ito is, of course, like, I've seen her, but this is the first time I'm reviewing her. Maki Ito might be my favorite fucking person of all time. <laughs> Maki Ito is everything I've ever needed that I didn't know that I was missing in my life. Maki Ito is a gem to everything. She's just, like... She's the most adorable thing I've ever fucking seen in my whole life. And even though she's new to wrestling, she can somehow do it. I I was so disappointed in the audio. Because that, you know, like, 
that her backing track should have been like twenty times louder. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fucking announcer is talking over her, too. It's like, what the fuck? Like, But notice that this is the only time we've talked shit about the announcers. We should have talked more shit about the announcers in the last podcast. But, yeah, no, let her sing. Let her dance. She's a theatrical person. And I feel like... I feel like that actually helps people who are coming into wrestling. It's not like the modeling days where they just hired models and all this shit. If you have a if you have well, an acting background, it helps you now. Well, she doesn't have an acting background, but she was a former pop idol. She was a pop idol, uh, but she's been through yeah. she as being a pop idol. Yeah, they I mean they give them acting cl- yeah, courses. Yeah, like and she stuff, has to yeah. know what she's doing. Yeah. So I just I I loved I love her. I love her. I am like you can't tell because it's audio, but I'm flailing my arms around about how much I love her. I yeah. really really love this fucking wrestler. And I guess the one of the commentators said she was fired from her pop group. Yes. That's why that's why she's so vulgar and stuff because in Japan uh, idols are expected to be very demure, and they're expected to be very, like, happy all the time. And that's why she's such a good bad guy in Japan. Because she takes all the things that you're supposed to be, and, you know, will, we'll, like, and, utter, you and know, we'll flips, pr- flips the bird at it. Yeah, yeah, she's flipping the bird, she's yelling, hello, motherfuckers, to the crowd. You know, doing all these things that she was never allowed to do when she was and a pop idol. And she's Madeline-sized. Like she's yeah. a d- no no she isn't she's not that small because Riho is Riho's smaller than Riho. her really yeah. really yeah Maki Ito is like five three or something Ma- uh uh yeah no fucking Riho was like five eleven and like ninety four eleven yeah four eleven yeah four eleven and like ninety that's pounds. crazy Riho seems so much taller than Maki Ito. Um, for it, so our friend Madeline is someone who is in 21st Century Demon Hunter, and we've several times referred to Madeline height, but that's just something that we've done. Yeah. We should make her aware of that. Be like, in our podcast, we talk about yeah. Madeline height a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, she should know that she's like a character. I would love to have her on, on one of our podcasts. Yeah, I would love that too. I would love that too. Um, but next season... So, my big question, I was like, why is Riho's theme louder than Maki Ito? Right. Like, Maki Ito is the one that we should have been able to hear her backing music. Riho with her, like, weird generic, like, you know, fucking... Take, well, I don't know, I it's not like you're trying to... What happened with that is the fact that, like, how they put... That Maki Ito's, like, record is 0-2... Uh, for AEW, like, and so when yeah. I saw Maki Ito come out, I, like, of course I've seen what she's done, but I still just, like, as a normal, any civilian watching this will be like, oh, fuck, oh, and two, I'm not going to pay attention. So that's what I think that, you know, the people writing this or, like, making the sound design probably did. Which mm-hmm. is fucked up, it's not right. Where Maki Ito, like, might be my favorite wrestler ever. Really love her. Really mm-hmm. love her. Um, she was the perfect replacement for Rebel with the crutch. But it's just, she's so cute. Her singing and dancing is so cute. So it's, so we start out with Britt and Rio. And I don't 
Like, a lot of cool shit happens, but I don't really care that much. I'll tell you, I hate Rio. I hate Riho. I think Riho is... Riho is one of the most unbelievable wrestlers to me. Because here's the thing. She's the same height as Kira Hogan. Yeah. But Kira Hogan has muscle tone. Well, it's like... Rio... Rio just looks like... When Rio and B Britt Baker were wrestling, it looked like a grown woman fighting a child. Well, I was wondering, like, what brought Rio into this tag team thing? Like, what made this happen? I don't know. Because Rio is hugely popular with AEW fans, because she's hugely popular with Kenny Omega, who has a crush on her or some shit. I don't know. Okay. I but thought like, that, I thought that yeah. Rio throughout this whole thing had a couple of good moves. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't view her as less than any other person involved in this, but I yeah. didn't care about her. Riho, in fact, was the first AEW Women's Champion. And she had the title for, I think, like a year or something like that. Well, that's a And was just, be she beat Nyla Rose. I mean, she beat Nyla Rose for the fucking title. That's not believable. I mean, that goes like, back three to times Shayna Baszler she beat Nyla Rose. and, like, Lana. Or Naomi. Yeah, like, that's exactly, that is, that is exactly how I've always, like, here's the thing. Like, when I describe Riho to people, I say, what if Lana was booked like Charlotte? That's terrifying that's how, to me. That's how I see Riho. As, like, if you took someone who's not very good, who, you know, is just not believable in the ring, and you booked them like they were a fucking god, because Rio is normally unbeatable. Really? I mean, you yeah. know better than I do. I just, like, how I viewed Rio in this match was, like, I was really... I viewed her like I viewed um, the person that I love. I don't want to mispronounce her name again. Um, but, uh, Maki? Maki Ito. Yeah, Maki Ito. I didn't, I didn't want to mispronounce Maki. But, like, throughout this, I just, because I'm unaware of what prevalence these people have had in this wrestling arena, mm -hmm. I viewed them kind of on the same level. Because I've known Britt Baker dmd yeah and i've known thunderosa as like the titan so yeah anyone that they're with i just am like okay i have to view those people on the same level if yeah I, in fact if i don't know them I, yeah in fact one of the things that i'll tell you that like uh, Rose and I were saying was complete bullshit was the first match they showed of the tournament was serena deeb being beaten by R Rio. Right. Yeah, because as I said, Riho. In fact, think about who who got the pin in this match. Right. You know, can't have Riho because Riho's the star. You know, um. But yeah, no, this was the Maki Ito show. That's how I looked at it. Like that's well, what I enjoyed about this match. Like, everything that Maki Ito did, I just I fell in love with her every second. I I don't mm -hmm. know if. So, what is her name? Um, Rio Maka... Rio Minzumaki. I'd have to look it who up. Who you don't like. I really, up until this point this week, I really loved Rio. And then mm -hmm. I got to know... Um, Maki, Maki Ito. No, of course. Maki Ito. So, I got to know Maki Ito and everything that she did. 
I fell in love with. And the biggest thing for me about both of these wrestlers is that I hadn't seen them outside of stuff that we're not covering here. And mm-hmm. But Maki Ito, I get that she has stuff she has to work on. She definitely does. Um, but she does what Rio does not. Where she manages yeah. her theatrics to... She makes it work like an anima, Animaniacs character. Like a Warner Brothers thing. Yeah. Um, she just... I want to see her go and soar. I really, mm-hmm. really do. She was... This was the most entertained out of anything this week that I have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the, literally the only thing, and you and I have already discussed this, but I, I hate the crying thing because that's not something a grown human being would fall for. But mm-hmm. other, other than that, I thought, she, I thought everything she did was great. Yeah, but the crying thing, I just like, because I have not seen it, I was like, yeah. and I've gotten to know her. It was very early on that she cried. So yeah. I was like, holy... It usually is early on in her matches, but, yeah. She does it in almost every but match. But I was though. like, holy fuck. This is brilliant. This is really smart. Mm-hmm. I almost felt bad for her. Like, if it was the first time you were ever seeing wrestling and you see someone cry, yeah. break down into tears, and it's not an Alexa I... Bliss thing, like, that is, like, warped into everything that's going... Through yeah. Alexa Bliss's whole timeline, like this would be something that I'd actually be concerned about. But I was thrilled as a theatrical person to see it. Yeah. But um. But yeah. But I mean, this match pretty much um. You know, as I said, anything good I have to say about it pretty much revolved around uh Maki. Um. You know, Thunder Rosa came in. She did her thing. Thunder Rose is always great, and I think, you know, she kind of realized this is Maki Ito's show and just kind of did things to make Maki look good. Thunder Rose, um, like, there were, several, there were several times throughout where you were like, there's no way against Thunder Rosa that you could do this. It's Thunder yeah. Rosa. Well, that's, that's the point where, like, when Maki Ito stepped on her foot and I was just like, come on, like, Thunder Rosa shouldn't have yeah. to do that. Like, that was ridiculous. But otherwise, I didn't mind. Like, you know, and I love, um, I love Maki Ito using her head to block punches. The um, Kokeshiri? The Kokeshiri? Something like that. That's the move. Yeah, where she just used her head. And I love the theatrics. Kokeshi, I think Kokeshi. it would be. Kokeshi. Kokeshi. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because Kokeshiri sounds like it wouldn't be Japanese. Well, but... But Kokeshi sounds Japanese. I'm sure we're both pronouncing it wrong, but... Well, I'm going off what the commentators said, but... Yeah. The, um, yeah, it's just... She fucking dominated even Thunder Rosa, but it... I was thrilled because I saw a person I could get behind who I didn't really think I could... And I mm-hmm. look forward to see where she's going. But at the same point, it's Thunder Rosa. And I also feel bad that this, like, takes away from Britt Baker. Like, like yeah. the, she did a solid job in this match. Well, the, 
Well, the thing you have to remember is that Kenny Omega is, like, I wouldn't say obsessed, but he puts a lot more um, importance on Japanese wrestlers than American wrestlers. And for me, personally, I have not known until you just said this right now. I hadn't known that, but I... Well, he hasn't been able to do it until the COVID restrictions kind of went... The very first AEW matches, he put like seven or eight Japanese women on there. Okay, well, um, so I was really his, happy to then see his it. First champion, then his first champion was Riho, and even this tournament, he had an entire half of it that was Japanese, while there were about, there's enough women in AEW to fill the other half that were not in it. Well, that's fucked like, up. That is absolutely... Like well, that just big comes swole. down to fucking fetish. Yeah. Yeah, like Big Swole was on Twitter because people were asking her if she was injured. Because they were asking why she's not even in the tournament. Why Penelope That's Ford's not in the tournament. That's all just fetish like, shit. That's literally what it is. And it's all him just putting putting eight Japanese women well, in that, there instead. I, I was not aware of this right now, but that's all just him. That's him. You're absolutely yeah. right. But Maki is just, uh, I'm really excited about her. Well, that's that's what I was saying. Like, you know, like I am a huge fan of of, you know, people like, you know, Mako Satamora and Io Shirai and Asuka and Kairi Sane. And I feel that like there's definitely some great people in Japan. And I think that's one thing where the WWE has been very selective and they've only brought the best. And I think Maki Ito was the type of person who would have fit in right with everybody else. I think else. that with Rio too. I really do. I know you don't like Rio's theatrics, but yeah. Rio, it, I think, is uh, incredible. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, but Kenny Omega, on the other hand, is just like, well, they're Japanese and they're women, let's just bring them in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I feel like if he could, he would have no American women in there and just all Japanese women. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, the fact that like Riho can't lose, Thunder Rosa gets the, you know, is the one who gets Which pinned. Which is completely insane to me that she gets pinned because it's Thunder Rosa. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. No matter how much I like the other team, it's just, it, that is insane because it's thunder rosa she from the beginning to me has been an icon like you she's been yeah. someone who you can't fuck with when someone smeared her fucking paint off of her face she came back and she dominated that was Britt baker that i was know Britt baker i know. Who did that yeah yeah i was trying to be kind but when who beat her in this match after doing yeah, that exactly it's just <laughs> like it's just insane to me that again and again wrestlers i guess this is probably what the audience craves is actually to see the realistic outcome of things to an extent depending upon what storyline is happening like mm -hmm. why would Shayna baszler be defeated by anyone like, like, why would Thunder Rosa be defeated by anyone? But or Serena Deeb being beaten by Riho, like, you yeah, know. <laughs> it just keeps it keeps happening, and it's the fact that we see such. I've noticed such a fast turnaround on the writers for WWE, and I'm sure it's the same for AEW. Well, AEW doesn't have writers; they literally just have one. Kenny Omega decides who wins. And that's it. Well, that's even worse. 
Yeah. Somehow. Well, that's the thing is that's what I was talking about when uh, if, if anyone listens to our weekly podcast, I talk about how I feel that there needs to be a middle ground between WWE, where it's all very strictly written and AEW, where people just do whatever the fuck. You know, and it's just one guy who has his particular like, well, I just like Japanese women, so they're all going to win everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, there needs to be a middle ground. Like, I honest, honestly, I like what Impact does. I, I really think that, like, at least, you know, I just wish Impact had better writers. But I, I do like what they're doing. I think they have the good middle I ground think, that you, I you do need. I think the Impact, I agree with you, but I think the Impact started with this, like, good middle ground in which they could grow on because of Deanna versus Jordan versus Kira. I think that that yeah. is a really great move that they made. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we talk about it in our weekly podcast. But that they can go from there. It was incredible. They're literally just sitting on gold. So keep yeah. going from there. But this is yeah. it's not the case. It's, this is not the case. It was... But I enjoyed it overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's uh so but yeah, I mean we enjoyed it. I still think it's weird that Thunder Rosa it's it's we it's weird about two things. One, it's weird that Thunder Rosa like lost and it's weird that like Makito isn't doing the one who isn't the one making the pin if the if it is going to make her lose. Well, yeah. Like it it's very weird, but you know, I that want it is both what it is. I want them to succeed. The biggest thing is that Thunder Rosa didn't Win. Thunder Rosa, again, is a, the biggest force of nature. Yeah. yeah. That was that was yeah. the only, like, I was like, what the fuck thing about it. The only thing I, I think that's possible is uh, the NWA is uh, starting to do tapings again at the end of uh, March. That's good. So I'm wondering if maybe, I wonder if it's maybe that, well, she's going to be wrestling for them again, so fuck her. Maybe. You know, that's well, that very goes possible. To just like YouTube. Yeah. Well, no, no, they just got a uh, a deal where they're going to be on the Fight Network. The Fight Network. I've never heard of that network. You don't want to go and like subscribe to these weird networks you've never heard of. Don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. I mean, they're on the same they're on the same network that Impact is on, so at least a few more people will get to see them. Ugh. But it's it's not like, you know, I mean, it's it's I guess a step up above YouTube, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's put it on YouTube. What the fuck? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so let's go to the main event, which was Hikaru Shida versus uh, Ryu uh, Minzunami. Minzunami. Yeah. So, of course, I if you listen to our last podcast, I loved Rio. I, I, I love yeah. Rio. Yeah, Chelsea and I disagreed on on that particular uh like I uh, I still person. just like I made a note that I love Rio as if I've been watching Rio for um months and months. Um mm-hmm. and it's the theatrical background I feel um but it feels like I've seen her every single week since we started. But mm-hmm. um it was it was a good 
It was a good match. I mean, I I never felt like, you know, based on the last time we saw them when Rio won the tournament, that um, it almost seemed like it all. And this is going back to the theatrical aspect of it that you saw in the last match where Rio won the tournament and Hikaru came up and like had the trophy and all this shit that you almost saw like a beckoning from mm. Rio for Hikaru to hit her. And that's a very theatrical thing because you know that they mm. respect each other as people. Yeah. Um, I mean, they certainly told a story about them training together and, you know, being younger and and Rio saying to Shida, uh, you'll, 10 years ago, you'll never beat me even if you wrestle for 100 years. Well, that's the biggest thing about this. You'll never beat me. And they came to three draws. The only times that they've ever been each other's opponent. So this is the time for Hikaru Shida to, like, actually do that. And she does. And, but Rio is just like, because I love the theatrics. I love the pulling of the rope thing and the miming of it. That made me really happy too. Just because I felt like that stems from, of course, the fact that in 2019 with the death or whatever thing that brought, that brought Rio back into wrestling when she was going to retire that she just was going to be authentically herself. And mm-hmm. that that was a huge part of her. And then again, on top of that, the part that that she knew Hikaru Shida so, so well. Um, They gave a really good match. It was really good. It was... I enjoyed it. I wanted Rio to win. I mm-hmm. did, but that didn't happen. But they gave it their all. I mean, there's no big move in this that I feel like I have to take note of. Yeah. Uh, uh there was there was a nice uh kind of uh move on the um on the outside. Uh it looked I don't even know what it was called. It looked like just a reverse pile driver or something like that. But it was um it was kind of a nice thing. Um I did like Sheeta like when she just rubbing her foot on Rayo's face um a bunch of times, like just kind of to rub the, in yeah, uh the biggest thing about this, especially that I gained initially from the commentators, but that I understood like and didn't need them for was the disrespect. Where you saw yeah. the respect in the in like the end of the last match where Rio won, but then going into this, Rio started off disrespecting Hikaru, and then Hikaru just like turning the tables, and and yeah. the disrespect that she showed, and that came into the fact with like scraping the boot on someone's face, like but there were yeah. no huge moves. In this, where I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, I can't not take note of this. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just ended with, like, just a bunch of kicks to the head. And, like, a pin attempt, it didn't work. Kick more kicks to the head. 
pin attempt didn't work. More kicks to the head. Okay, she's pinned. Yeah, is I, how it kind of just ended. I wanted Rio to win. I did. I did. I really did. Um, I was rooting for her, but I had just also seen Kaylee Ray fucking keep her title. So yeah. I was just like, I get, I get the like storyline and how long it takes. Mm-hmm. and all that but i'm still frustrated and that's the whole point is to leave people frustrated and not get what they yeah. want yeah and then at the end of the match um uh nyla rose came out and started attacking both of them and then Britt baker maki ito and rebel attacked and thunder rosa came to make the save yeah which is also crazy yeah, that's actually going to be a match on AEW this week. Uh, those three versus those three. Well, I hate that we have to watch AEW. And <laughs> that's not Abaddon, but based on her less than, what was it initially? Like three minutes and 37 seconds. It's been less yes. than that since then. <laughs> yeah. So. But we have to watch it. Eventually, eventually Abaddon will just come in the ring. The person will lay down. She'll pin them in the match. Yeah, I also over. want you to send me because... I'm I'm not going to invest in AEW and however the fuck I can watch that. But please send me all the Shaq matches, even if it's just men. That is literally the only Shaq match they've had so far. He was supposed to have a match in the WWE at WrestleMania years ago, and he was training for it, but it never happened. But Shaq matches... Because yeah. he's my idol. I want to be like... Okay. Because literally earlier today, my father was just like... Like, cause we've been going through a lot of shit. And yeah. he was like, what are you doing right now? I'm, like, prepping for my podcast. And he was like, what podcast? I was like, I'm watching women's wrestling from my podcast. And he was like, how the fuck did you get involved with that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go watch ballet now. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I hate this. And I was like, no, dad, no, dad. <laughs> Literally, Shaquille O'Neal is on this, and he was like, not, 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 because we always loved basketball. Yeah. (laughs) So this is also just, like, a big, like, see, Dad, I've made it. (laughs) I'm a women's wrestling podcast persona. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, so out of these two matches, which would you say was your favorite? Uh. Um, um, the first one, definitely. Okay. And, um, do I even have to ask who your wrestler no, <laughs> of no, the, uh, pay-per-view is? No, so it's Rebel. All right. No, and, fuck um... <laughs> off. Fuck off. It's Maki, Maki Ito. Of course it's Maki Ito. I want yeah. Maki Ito to be the star of everything. It's a redemption story. Charles and I have both been through these things, but I'll speak for myself, where it's just you've been, uh, like, admonished or let go for it's something that you feel that's unfair, and then you find a new career that accepts you and you're given this opportunity to shine so maki ito is doing exactly that and she's making it unique she's making it her own she's never like admonishing herself she's being everything she knows to be so maki ito Mm -hmm. is like everything i want in a wrestler but like snack sized yeah 
Yeah, I'm definitely giving it to Maki Ito as well. And, um, you know, I didn't hate the last match, even though I'm not a Ryu uh, Minozaki fan. Um, but I did not... It, it, it's not my match of the week. It's going to be uh, Maki Ito and uh, Britt Baker versus uh, uh, Thunder Rosa and, uh, you know, Japanese Lana. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was um, AEW uh, Revolution uh, 2021, yeah, exactly. according to to Chelsea Lesage. And, um, and <laughs> see, didn't, and Charles uh, D. Again, Lincoln. another big um, thank you to Rose. And mm-hmm. uh, tune in next week. We'll be here. Yes. Yeah, so before we go, where can people find you? I'm trying not to be ironic. Okay, is it Chelsea.Lesage on Instagram? Oh, All right. And I am Charles.D.Lincoln on Instagram. And you can find us together mm-hmm. at CL Squared Productions at uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As well as you can listen to our other podcast on Thursday where we'll have a new episode uh, where we cover Revolutionary Road. Uh, of Cinematic Autopsy, which is anchor.fm slash CL squared. And I also gave a spoiler alert that next week we'll cover The Girl on the Train. And also, I've yes. noticed that I've been meaning to tell you is that The Girl on the Train has been readapted and is very popular on Netflix this week. That it is um, a foreign language film of based on the same thing. So... I want to note that it it we will be covering the Emily Blunt version of that, mm-hmm. but please also watch the new Netflix version of it. Yeah, I will. I will try to find the time to do that. But yeah, I'm uh, not gonna watch it because it'll hinder my view of the film yeah. that we're talking about. And then the week mm-hmm. after next, because Charles fucked it up for everyone on Cinematic Autopsy. I didn't fuck it up. I just got the names. Uh, they sound so no, much alike. So the week after, <laughs> we're going to be covering Gone Girl, and we're going to have a very special guest for that. So stay tuned. Yeah. Again, CL Square Productions on Anchor, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Playlists, yes. all that shit. Yes, I, I, I will not say it could or could not be Maki Ito. I won't say, but you should listen anyway and exactly. find out. Uh, so, all right, people. Right. want to thank you for, lis- for listening to and wait for it, Chelsea. Bell! All right. Wow, so, I've been missing you. that for so long. I know, I know. And I missed you, and I'm so glad to have you back. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.